Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, president of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. Uh, really excited about today's episode. Uh, you know, season two, I'm hosting, and each one, each person that I speak with, it just seems to, you know, I learn so much and it just keeps getting better. Um, so today, uh, we're going to start talking about, obviously, as everyone knows who listens, I love to get people's background, um, but we're also we're going to talk to this person about their background, customer retention and recruiting, uh, which are all kind of hot industry topics right now. So who else better to have with us today uh, other than the broker owner of Equity Smart Home Loans, Pablo Martinez. Welcome, Pablo. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be part of the uh, broadcast and uh, here I am. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, um, you know, one of my favorite things about these is talking about background. Uh, as I've said, and people are probably sick of me saying this, but it's the fact of, I don't remember any of my friends growing up saying they want to be mortgage brokers. You know what I mean? So tell me, how did you get down this path? How did you get into this industry? All right. So it actually was by accident. So uh, I was studying at UC Santa Barbara and I wanted to get into social work. So I was studying social studies and when I graduated, you know, I, I expected to have uh, everyone uh, have their doors open for me job wise. So I went job hunting just to realize that even with a bachelor's degree, it was tough to get employment. Right. So uh, I ended up getting a job at Wells Fargo in banking. Right. Oh, wow. And it was okay. it was just a uh, it was just a, like a, an assistant job helping with credit, pull credits and stuff like that. And uh, eventually I realized that I liked engaging with the customers and, and uh, helping them uh, understand the credit process and so forth. And I realized quickly that the mortgage guys within Wells Fargo were making a lot of money. So I'm thinking, hmm, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can do social work and on a finance level, right? People help need help socially with their finances. And then I can also uh, make a career out of it, making good money. So uh, I navigated my way to, uh, uh, towards the mortgage side of things. Uh, I eventually quit at Wells Fargo, ended up at Countrywide Home Loans. I did a stint there for about maybe two years. And then I ended up at General Motors, which was uh, GMAC Mortgage. They were a pretty big lender. Uh, when, I, when, I, when I really got into mortgages, I actually was doing just purchase transactions. I was working strictly with realtors. Uh, uh, they would refer me clients. I was able to help the, their first-time home buyers. And I got a lot of repeat business out of it. So it wasn't, it wasn't until a few years into the mortgage industry that I started doing refinances just because the, the purchases kept me so busy. And uh, so around 2001, 2002, uh, I started losing some realtors to these guys called brokers. You know, I didn't, I never heard of a broker. I, I didn't know what a broker was. And I'm like, you know, and, and at that point I already had decided that mortgages was going to be my career. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And so you know, uh, I would turn down clients and then uh, uh, 30 days later, the realtor would be like, oh, yeah, I got their loan closed and everything. And I'm like, what? How did you get their loan closed? Right. So I started digging into this broker world, this wholesale world. And I realized, like, you know what, if I'm going to if I'm going to be successful, I, if I need to compete, I need to be in the broker space. So uh, one day I made the decision. I had an investor realtor partner that decided to bankroll me. 
and we got started. It was it was one of the scariest moments in my life because I had to go from a corporate environment to self-employed. You know, I had a that that meant that I was everything that I was going to do was going to be on my own wits, on my own skills, my own merit, my own talent. So I, I felt like I was ready, and 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 I was always a top producer wherever I was at. So. Uh, you know, I, I was comfortable in the fact that if it wasn't going to work out, I could always jump back in with one of these banks and they would take me with open arms, right? Who doesn't want a producer, right? Right. So fortunately for me, it worked out. Uh, I, I, you know, I hired, you know, within uh, three or four months, I got the rhythm, I got the hang of things. But, you know, back then it was really tough because there was no support. There was no community. There was no organizations like AIM. It was just like you were on your completely on your own. And the lenders that came to your office to, to visit you to get transactions, they didn't care. All they wanted was a deal. They didn't provide. They didn't right. provide any support. They didn't provide anything. They was just take, take, take from us, right? And it was fine because I just thought that's how things were. And uh, uh, so I did that. I fast forward till about 2006, 2007. Uh, I grew my operation to about 120, 30 LOs. I had an escrow office. I had a real estate office. I I, I did really well. The, so wait a minute. You only- said you said you said 120 LOs. Yeah, I had 120 LOs. I was doing wow. really well. I was really young too. So, uh, you know, I became rich really quick, but I, I lacked experience. And, uh, you know, back then, I, I think, Mark, you worked during that era. It, you know, it was you could charge and make pretty much almost whatever you wanted or whatever the, cus- the consumer uh, let you get away with, right? And those were you know, the uh, those were the old YSP days, right there. Yes, yeah, so the YSP days, and then you know, uh, I, I was I was in I was actually working in Pasadena on Lake Avenue, where uh, Countrywide's was headquartered, and also IndyMac. So I remember we'd have the uh, we'd have the reps come in, and and we're like, hey, we can't get this deal done because you know we had those eighty twenty programs. Yeah. And then the 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 AE would get get move move away from your desk, and he'd jump on your computer and. Okay, you're gonna submit the loan like that, and boom, you know your loan was approved. <laughs> <laughs> the wild, wild west, man. That back yeah. in those back. Well, I started in 2001, and those I always call those right up until you know before the crash. That was the wild, wild west days. I mean, you could walk in, you didn't have to be licensed, really didn't know what the hell you were doing, and you could just start slinging loans right away. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of sad. I mean, we were hiring, we were hiring waiters and people that were, you know. Uh, weren't it shouldn't even have even belonged in the industry at the time you know it was it was crazy and and also the credit was crazy i remember i had a customer come in and he's all you know he's he came in he's like hey are you sure i'm approved for this half a million dollar loan i'm like yeah why we already approved you he's all well i went to to verizon to get approved for a phone and they turned me down because of my credit <laughs> but i I, sh- I should have known that something was wrong with our industry when someone can uh get a half a million dollar loan and not get a cell phone <laughs> It was anyhow, you know, it was pretty crazy back then. Yeah, so I was I was inexperienced. I made a lot of terrible decisions in terms of just trying to resolve things with money, 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 and not really, you know. And again, I, I think it had to do with a lack of support, a lack of, uh, you know, uh, of, of, of community out there to help. You know, now I'm able to log into, like, for example, Ames website. Brokers are better, and and if I have a topic I want to look up, I look it up, and I'm able to get see what other people are thinking and what other people are doing before I make a decision, before I had to like, you know, phone a friend, who do I phone? You know, no one, no one's a mortgage broker that has 120 loan officers. Right. You know, and, and, and if there was, there was no way to get in contact with them and ask them, Hey, what do you do in this type of situation? So it was really tough. And, and, but you know, I did it. I I got that far. Obviously the market crashed. I I hung around and it it was painful. The, the, the next two, three years was really painful. I almost left the industry because it was so difficult to uh, originate a loan 
And when we did start, when the business did start coming back, it was even difficult. No one wanted to, you know, because the, the big blame was on brokers. Brokers caused all this, uh, you know, through the bad loans that were, were, were underwritten and done through us. And uh, so as a result, a lot of realtors I were working with, they, they couldn't take my prequal letter. So, you know, it was kind of embarrassing. I had to call my, my buddies that work at banks and, and get their prequal letters so that I can get my offers accepted for my clients. <laughs> but, hey, I made it work. I know it's, it's, it sounds crazy, but I, I made it work and I hustled and, and, you know, slowly, slowly, but surely the trust from the realtor community started coming back and, and the business started growing. And, you know, fast forward to now, uh, you know, I'm, I think we're over 120, 130 LOs right now. Again, this time I'm a lot happier because I'm a lot wiser. I'm a lot more experienced and I have a lot more support through all these different channels, including AIM. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been great this time. I'm excited. You know, the, the whole social media stuff kicking in, the, the, also the ability to scan documents, e-signatures have really liberated us. So in 2010, I made a decision to start up, restart the company, but virtually. So everything we're going to do is, is virtual so that we don't have to really house allos. Because I realized that, you know, with the technology now, you don't really need to be in an office anymore. You don't need wet signatures. You don't need to transbox things. You don't, you know, you can just uh, work almost from anywhere. You just need internet connection and a computer and you're good to go. So what I decided to do was just, hey, why don't we create a central place where we can provide all the tools and resources that the loan officers need to operate and function. They have easy access to them, uh, no charge for a lot of the stuff that we offer. And that way they can go out there and, and originate loans and a lot of support. So that's how I was able to grow Equity Smart into so many LOs. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, no, you're hitting you're hitting on a lot of points that you know that I that I've been discussing with people in terms of what has separated us. You know, there's always been that division of broker and retail. You know what I mean? But now, what? Why was retail always so much better? One of the big things you hit on was technology. You know, our technology. I think separate us, but now with, you know, the, the vending network that we have and what our lenders are providing to us, it's really catapulted us in my, in my opinion. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, after, you know, around 2012 to 2013, we started seeing some lenders come into play and, and uh, you know, one of the ones that uh, I started working with was, you know, UWM, you know, their technology was amazing. I had gone to an event and heard uh, Matt speak and I was really, uh, uh, taken from him you know like he seemed genuine and authentic about everything because if you've been in the business as long as i have you always have companies that come in and promise you the world the moon we're gonna approve your loans in 10 days you're gonna and and sometimes they deliver but the delivery is only good for three or four or five or six months and then everyone overwhelms them and then they can't you know uh support their pipeline and then you move on to the next best lender and that's always how it's been but uh we, we've had a good run with uwm they've been consistent Matt's been amazing. I'm a hardcore UWM fan. Uh, as a result, I believe in in uh, service. Service is more important than you know trying to earn an extra quarter rebate. You know, so I have some allos that come in and you know they, they chase rates. They want to get better pricing, and I tell them, hey, you you want to be able to close your loans. You know, who, who cares about the extra quarter rebate if it's going to take sixty days or whatever? And sometimes they, you know I, I let them go down that path so that they can realize for themselves the importance of hey, you make a little less sometimes, but you get your deal done and you move on to the next deal, you know? And, uh, you know, so it's been important for me now to have good partners. Good partners is what creates a uh, great experience for everybody, including the loan officers. And, uh, and one of the things I pride myself in is a lot of loan officers that are coming into our company, 
they're either coming in from retail or or another broker shop. I'm, I'm actually astounded that some of them have even, never even heard of Udobium. Once I turn them onto the our platform, they're blown away, and and it's good for my retention. You know, they they like the system, they like the pricing, they like the ease of use. And ultimately, they like the results, which is their deals get closed and they get closed on time. I think, uh, uh, you know, I was looking at our ASR reports and our average closing time right now is about 17 to 18 days, which I think is amazing, especially during this whole time that, you know, COVID time that we're experiencing. And, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to have partners that really care about the broker and are not just taking, 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 you know. And there's other partners, too, that that are doing a great job. And. But you know, UWM has set the bar, and and I, I hope to see a lot of lenders follow that, you know, and and so that we can have a lot more uh, wholesale lenders to choose from as well. Yeah, no, and I think I think UWM obviously um, and arguably they they changed the game a little bit. Uh, you know, kind of hitting back on what you said, it was lenders were gimme gimme gimme. Now you have a wholesale lender like them, and now what they're doing is they're raising the game of everyone else. Now you see everyone else trying to trying to get into this market as well, which is great because all it does, you know, in, in my eyes, all it does at the end of the day is make all of us better, which then we can pass on to the consumer, which, as I've always said, is as long as you put the consumer first, everything falls into place every single time. That's absolutely so, correct. Okay, so let's talk about this, which is a, which is a big one for me, which is uh, what we're going to touch base on customer retention here, if you don't mind. Okay, so with the customer retention... How do you feel? I know how you feel about it, but like what what makes you say stop in mind? What what makes you these customers continue to go back to you? Obviously, with a shop of 120 loan officers as well. How do you retain everyone? <laughs> OK, so so on, on the really quick on the on the loan officer side, again, it comes down to experience. And, uh, you know, me being a loan officer, I know what our needs are. I know what people like. I know what loan officers are needing and what they're looking for. So everything that I do is built around the loan officer and okay. with the hopes that with the hopes that we're providing so much that we have good retention that ultimately we end up with good retention. And we do have really good retention. I, I don't have a lot of people come and go just because I'm very aggressive. I'm an involved broker. I'm an experienced broker there. I'm accessible. And uh, again, uh, I'm in the front lines, believe it or not, I'm still popping in my loan here and there. And and, and, it, and the only reason why is because I ha have so many past clients that look for me and, and I already have, I have their information on my, you know, saved and it's, and you know, it only takes me 10, 15 minutes to put the deal together and get it into processing and move on. Right. So I don't, I really don't spend too much time originating, but, but I think it's great for me because it also keeps me in the front lines. It keeps me fresh. It keeps me uh, seeing what the challenges are with the loan officer so that we can quickly adjust if we have to, if, if things are not going a certain way. So I, I don't want to lose touch with what the loan officers are doing. And I think that's important. Now, um, for client retention, uh, we, we really leave that up to the LOs now. You know, everyone, everyone that comes into our organization is uh, the way I look at it. They're, you know, they have their own micro ecosystem and you know their experience a lot of people we get experience and they already know what they're doing so ultimately we just want to provide the tools and resources so we get the allo we get the customers anyways and we try to provide them all the tools and resources we get we try to get them on brand 360 with uwm and we and i'm i'm, I'm a big advocate of utilizing as many free resources as possible because uh you know uh before the crash i was very i was very top heavy i mean i had i had so much overhead that you know, it was it just it was a matter of a few months before I got wiped out. 
So in rebuilding the company, one of the things I always take into account is low overhead because as you know, Mark, the, 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 in, in the mortgage game, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up and down. And the companies that are, are that always have that in mind are the ones that are going to pull through when the rates do go up and the refinances die off. You know, and I know that refinances are not going to continue like this, at least, you know, I mean, maybe in the foreseeable future, but at some point, you're, you you better have a backup plan and you better have low overhead so that you can sustain yourself till the next uh, push, you know? So we really leave that up to the, to the uh, loan officer in, in terms of client retention, but we try to give them the tools. We try to uh, give them CRM options and things that they can use to have that customer retention. Yeah, because it's, it's it's extremely important. Like I've been telling, I've been telling my loan officers in 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 my uh, in my company. You know, it's it's all about building your book of business. It's not about how much money you can make because that money will follow. I promise you. But your number one goal should be building that book of business and then using that book of business to help you grow. Yeah, I mean, I always give the example like you know you you watch the NBA and. You know, uh, you watch the you don't you don't sit the you don't sit and watch the the basketball players in the on the bench counting their money right. They're not oh, I'm gonna make you know, <laughs> half a million this month or whatever right. They're just fo laser focused on the job that they have to do, and that is they have to uh, make shots. They have to win games right. And same thing with us, we have to focus on the consumer. We have to focus on the experience. As a matter of fact, for me, you know, it, 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 a, a piece of advice I have for everyone is. Treat every deal like if someone was going to pay you a million dollars. If I told you, hey, Mark, if you close this loan in 20 days, I'm going to pay you a million dollars. How what would you do? You probably wouldn't. You'd probably stay up all 24 hours, seven until that deal got done. Right. Absolutely. Because you're, you're going to get a million dollars. I know I would. And and if you have that, my, that if you have that mentality and, and you, you know, and I know you're not going to get a million dollars for that deal. But check this out. If you operate that way, I promise you. Within two or three years, you become a millionaire. By the time I was 27, 28, I was already a millionaire. And because it's how you perform, the experience you give your customers, that's going to make you rich. It's not how much you're making per deal. And if you really grasp that, you're on your way to making a lot of money. And you don't even have to worry about the money. You're just focused on what really matters, which is the customer experience. Everyone's going to be talking about you. Everyone's going to want to work with you. And that's where that's where the money's going to come in because you're going to have that consistent uh, book of business. You're going to have that consistent flow of referrals because of your work ethic. And but one other thing that's very important that I did very early on is I I invested in myself heavily. You know, you have big companies like Honda and you know these big car manufacturing companies. They invest heavily in robotics and machines that can put pump these cars out faster and faster, right? Well, in this industry, we are the machines. We are the ones that we need to invest in. So, you know, anything that, that can uplift you, any sales books, any uh, seminars, anything that can make you ultimately a better person. And, and, and this is also one of the great things I love about this business is that you get to invest in yourself. You know, forget the money. You get to become a better person because every time you become a better version of yourself, you're able to get more customers. You're able to perform better. You're able to give a better experience, but you have, to, that has to be part of your, your plan. You have to invest in yourself. You know, I, I, I can, I read a book, I get one idea and that idea is so powerful that it, it, it makes huge changes in my business. So, so I'm a bit, 
big advocate, and especially if you're a loan officer just getting into the game, you got to invest in yourself, you know, and, and ultimately your performance, the, the, the results that you provide is what's going to help you grow your business. Cause that's really what people care about. You know, when, when a realtor gives you a deal, they are really handing you their paycheck. You, oh, they're that's, entrusting a, that's a great way of looking at it right there. Right, right. They're entrusting you with their paycheck. And a lot of these realtors, they don't, they're not top producers, you know, that they need that check to get them through the next month and get them through the next deal. Right. And, and for me, th that's the hugest, the biggest honor someone can give me, you know, like, Hey, you know, imagine, imagine Mark, you just, you met me off the street and I said, Hey, uh, you know, uh, you, you, would you trust me with your paycheck? You know, it's, it's your livelihood, right? So who's this person I'm working with, you know? So, so you got to think of it that way. And once you start looking at things, in that light, you're going to, you're going to tell yourself, I really got to perform. I can't be jerking around. I got to deliver the goods. This guy probably has bills to pay, rent to pay, family to support. It's their livelihood. So, you know, these things have to be taken serious. It's not just like, okay, let me get into the loan game. Let me make a lot of money and, and let me see how much I can charge. You know, it's, for me, it's a whole different ball game. And uh, the more you focus on yourself, the most, the more you focus on the customer experience, the more successful you're going to become. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I mean, it's, it's almost like uh, it's a mindset, you know, we all do the same thing, but when you can get your mindset the right way, like you're saying, this realtor is trusting me with their paycheck. These clients are trusting me with them buying, you know, their, their dream home. I mean, it, it, it hits a lot further and you will work harder and you will grind more. I absolutely love that. So let me ask you a question here, Pablo. Do you, in, in returns, I know we're talking about customer retention here, but also how do you get your customers? Are you, do you buy leads for your guys? You for your loan officers or I've never bought leads even prior to the crash. I, I tried buying leads and I was always hopeful it would work out. But you know, you had you had these companies like I don't know what they're called, Lending Tree or I mean I don't know you know and the, you know these the you, you pay like a hundred bucks and they sell them to four different brokers and it means it was just a mess. And and then you do get the buyer and then you're still having to compete and a lot of these deals are just junk deals. You got to get through like five five or 10 week deals before you can get to a good one. So it was just too much for me. It was like, nah, not worth it. So I quickly realized that buying leads was not a way I wanted to go. And, and again, I just focused on customer experience, uh, going after realtors that were career realtors and delivering the goods, just performing, just performing, like overperforming. And, and then as a result, I got the customers that they sent me. And from those customers, I did a good job, which led to more customers. And I, I never, I was never into cold calling. I don't, I don't like cold calling. It's, I think it's a grind. Uh, you know, if you, if you, if you cold call a realtor or let's say, or you meet a realtor at a function, that realtor is a revolving door. He's going to be a continuous flow of business. So you only got to sell once to the realtor. Once he's sold and he's working with you, 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 you got him right with a customer. You got to sell a customer every single time. And when you're cold calling, a lot of times they don't qualify. A lot of times they're not interested. A lot of times it's a grind. It's not, it's a constant rejection. And I know a lot of people can deal with it because I know a lot of people that are good with cold calling and it works for them, but it just never worked for me. And uh, so, you know, people would come into my office and be, Hey, uh, what's your marketing budget? You know? And I was always embarrassed because I'm like, Oh my God, companies should have a marketing budget, <laughs> but, but I never had a marketing budget because I was always so good at what I did. And, and I showed that and, and people always wanted to work with me. So I never ran out of, I never, ever ran out of customers. Uh, I mean, for the exception of the crash and, and that just had to do with 
just the, the madness that was happening. I mean, do you remember? I don't know if you remember this one. I always like to bring this one up because very few people remember. But uh, and 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 there was an LTV hit. If you can imagine that, an LTV yeah. hit because we were in a declining market. So if a program was a ninety-five percent LTV program, it was technically a ninety percent because you were in a declining market because values were dropping at the time. You know, so. Uh, uh, Anyhow, what was I, I lost track of where I was at? <laughs> no, no, you're going good there. No, you're just saying, you know, cold calls don't work for everyone. So obviously you get a lot of you get a lot of referrals then, right? And and tell okay, me everything everything is referral for me. Everything's been referral. And and the the, the great part, the great part is when you do get where, where I wanted to finish off was when you do get the realtor referral with a the customer, then now you have that customer in their database detached from the realtor. So now that you own that customer and those customers. You know, you, you you every so often you'll get that customer that knows everybody, right? And they refer everyone to you, and and uh, uh, and then you're, the realtor's not even involved anymore. But obviously, if I, if I got a lead for someone wanting to purchase, I would always try to get it back to that realtor. You know, just because it started with it started with them. Absolutely, and and referrals. I mean, and and I've I've said it on uh, on this podcast before. Referrals are probably ninety over ninety five percent of my business, and there's so much. Uh, easier to work with in my eyes. And it's it's also a little bit more of a personal touch with it. So I think you would agree with that, wouldn't you? Of course. And and not only that, but they qualify. They qualify, <laughs> which is huge. You know, like you take the app and you're like running the credit. I'm like, yes, you know, and because usually family members or friends that hang out together usually have the same type of qual credit quality and everything. And, and you're, not, you're running less credits. You're spending less money on credit reports. And I know credit reports are more expensive than ever. When I started in the business, I think credit reports were like seven bucks. You know, <laughs> could you imagine that? Yeah. Seven bucks. Now and I think we're paying $31 or whatever it is. You know, it's crazy. So, so you got to keep that cost down too, especially if you're a loan officer that's starting out and you're, you know, your shop, requires you to pay for the credit reports it, it can get pretty expensive you're not quali qualifying people quick enough you know uh, and, you know I, I this year last year i've seen the biggest credit bills that we've had so far but you know we also have a lot of business so <laughs> thank goodness for that right right that's a good problem to have so so we we have a good idea here of somewhat of your business model you know in terms of being a loan officer customer retention uh, referrals versus cold call we have that so one of the things that we've been really trying to push the message of this year is is building your business now in terms of your staff you know and obviously with 120 loan officers i'm sure you have a you have a bigger support staff too so how do you how do you grow a company like that how do you recruit what are your methods i mean this is one part i really want to dive into all right so are you talking about my my actual staff or the LOs that are coming on board both because both. because this is this is why i want to bring this up so everyone listening can you know knows where i'm coming from is some people don't want to hire loan officers and that's fine they they want to write deals and they just want a bigger support staff some people want both you know what i mean some people don't want support staff and they want more loan officers so why don't you why don't you touch base on both of those all right so so fortunately for me i've i've always been aggressive in terms of uh recruiting and you know the allies that I, we have right now it, it's been a long run in the making it wasn't something that i just turned on the switch last year and they all came on board it was just loan officers that have come on board slowly you know four a month three a month and uh, either through uh referrals from other loan officers that are happy with us or I, I was going to a lot of events and functions and i would uh meet loan officers and i always try to uh 
bring up our platform and see if it worked for them, you know, uh, realtor functions, things of that nature, right? Uh, another thing that I've done recently as well is uh, I find a lot of realtors, because out here in California, you, you have to have a real estate license to also do loans, right? And, and right. at least in our platform. And so all you need to do is get the NMLS as an endorsement, and then you're good to go to start doing loans. So I always come across realtors that are, are really smart and savvy, and they're really experienced. They know how to sell. And uh, once I start talking to them, I convince them that they can do loans. And once I show them how easy it is, it, then I, I'm able to get them on board, start doing loans with us. So it's, it's been a gradual process. And, and it's, it's been good and healthy. It's it, the, the growth that I've had, you know, because we have really good people. I have people that have been in the industry 15, 20 years. I've had people with me now since, you know, 2009, 2010, just because we keep, we keep uh, adding to our platform. We keep uh, fine tuning it as we go. Um, so with the LOs that are, are, we're trying to recruit right now, we're going to actually move on to a, uh, more of an aggressive, uh, I, I guess, campaign in terms of social media and all that. And to be quite honest, Mark, I, I don't have those, uh, solutions yet just because we <laughs> haven't gone there. And just because I hadn't, I hadn't wanted to turn on that valve yet. I'd had, cause I wanted to make sure that my platform was ready on the back end, which I'll talk, I'll talk about now. So, you know, right now in this corporate office that I'm in, it we're, we don't really house any LOs. I only have two LOs that are here. And because they were my buddies and because they've been with me forever, they're working out of here. But everyone else here in this office, I have about 22 admin people, no, 23 admin people between process, in-house processors and bookkeeping, social media support. I have three IT guys. All, everyone that's in this office is here to support the loan officer and make sure that they have all their needs and have access to everything. So that if someone gets stuck on something, they have someone to go to, for example, on IT. If someone needs help with social media, then boom, we go ahead and help them with, with social media so that we can start uh, uh, providing value to them in the sense that we can we can help them in areas that they might not be able to, to grow their business in, right? In terms of uh, advertising and so forth. So that's what that's what I have here. That's what that's what's set up here. All the LOs are actually working. Ninety-five percent of the LOs are working remotely from from all kinds of different locations, and it's kind of been a challenge because you know traditionally I've worked in offices where you know you can build culture, you can build you know you see the people day to day, and you're able to talk and laugh and you know be in the break room and and get to know each other. So we we created our own private Facebook group just so that we have the culture. We're constantly posting on there. We're giving advice. Sometimes I put, I post the stuff that AIM posts or I see stuff that's on brokers are better and then I'll share it with my staff uh, so that we, we keep the culture going because we do want to have that culture and we do want to uh, make our loan officers feel that they are part of something bigger and that they do have all the support to for all their tools and resources. And I, what another thing that I also did is my IT guys helped me create something called My ESHL. E ESHL stands for Equity Smart Home Loans. And it's basically a loan officer portal. And within that portal, they have access to our lender list. We, we, we made a really nice, robust lender list where it has a search feature. They can type in FHA. It'll pop up all the lenders that do FHA loans with uh, compensation uh, information as well as AE information. Any, any type of forms that they need are within that in there as well. Uh, uh, any fee schedules that we have are in there. We also have uh, uh, what I've done too, which I think is really good and, and maybe a lot of other broker shops can consider is 
For example, I have a, a, a bundle, a really nice bundle package with, with First American Title, where the escrow and the uh, the escrow fee and the title fee are dirt cheap, so that we can really compete with retail banks on the refis. So all those things are in the portal. So anything that we think of value or is a tool or resource, the loan officer is going to find in that portal, so that they're not having to search because. Remember, they're out there working, they're out there in the field, and they need to have access. I'm not always available on the phone. Uh, my IT guy might be on the phone. So if we have a website where they can, a centralized website where they can go and access everything, then it, it, it allows them to function and have access to all the tools and resources they need. Whereas my staff here, their main job is to, to support all that. Now, the challenge for me has been to find people that have experience in the mortgage industry, like an HR person, I just hired one. Uh, you know, I got close to what I thought would be good for uh, for our industry. Same thing with social media. I mean, there's no professional mortgage social media person. So, so you know, I, I got someone that was good, and I'm gonna home groom them. I should say, you know, so that so that they can uh, we can groom them how we want them to represent our organization or our company. So that's that's been a big challenge for me. But but I think you know, just trying to hire the right people and then showing in the business, being patient with them, allowing them to learn what actually is going on. Because a lot of them that are coming in, they don't even know what, a, they never even heard of what a broker is, right? And, and, and ultimately for me is the loan officer to have a great experience within our organization and to have access to all the tools and resources. And I think in the long run, that's gonna really help me with retention. And then once I do move forward with a, a, a campaign, and recruiting, and a lot of loan officers that, that I'm recruiting are actually working at net branch operations or retail banks, and then we're just having them shift over, showing them our platform, and showing them why having all these options in terms of lenders, not just representing one lender, but representing a multitude of lenders, is a huge advantage for them. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's 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 how you retain your people. I mean, you're giving them all of the resources that they could possibly need to be successful. So when you start talking about recruiting and retaining, that's it right there. Um, you know, I've, I've and I'll say it's a fault of ours. I've seen so many people just say, you know, I'm, I just want to bring people on. Well, what is the support system that you're going to give them? You know, you got to take care of your LOs, and it sounds like sounds like you're doing it right. But let me ask you a question. So you're probably you're probably hiring a, a wide range of loan officers from people who not too experienced to people who are somewhat experienced. How do you go about your training? So I so I, I created a new position. I'm I'm glad that you asked that question. Uh, I created a new position, which is uh, success specialist. That's the title of the person, success specialist. And so when someone comes on board, they, they actually get connected with the success specialist and that person gets them acclimated to our systems. So if it's someone's uh, brand spanking new, they, you know, we usually have them to try to go through the traditional training. Uh, we get all that free training with UWM in terms of the, the success track that they offer. So we try to put them through all that, right? And then M M MGIC also does a lot of webinar trainings and so forth. So we try to get them through all that. And ultimately they'll end up with my success specialist and he sits with them patiently and shows them how to do a file, how to register a loan in UWM, how to get, how to get things going. I was doing that for a while, actually, you know, it was, that's uh, a lot. Spend, that's a lot. Yeah, right it, was, there. it was a lot. It was a lot for me to take on and it was really eating away at my time, but I didn't mind, you know, I, I didn't mind teaching and training these allos because some of them after two or three deals, they got really good. And then I didn't hear from them anymore. So I, I always had a pipeline of about four or five allos that needed help. And then my goal was to, to tell them, hey, I'm going to help you with three or four deals. And then pretty much after that, 
you, you should be able to take off with it, right? And so, so as, as we started growing and as we started getting more LOs, I just couldn't handle it anymore. So my success specialist is responsible for that. And so far, it's working out really well. I think any broker shop that's trying to grow, you have to have a position where you have someone that, that can pay full attention to the loan officer. Because, you know, as you and I know, I'm the broker, I'm going to be busy. And then if I try to put them with another loan officer, the top producing loan officer, that loan officer is busy, they will get neglected. I pay this guy a, a, a nice salary so that and he's a fully experienced loan officer. I still let him do his loans on the side, uh, you know, so because he's a loan officer, he's licensed. <laughs> right. But at the same time, he knows that the priority is to make sure that the loan officer is fully trained, understands the process. And we actually have a checklist that he goes through. So, OK, the, uh, the ALO learned to you. He learned how to register a loan. And once once they get through the whole checklist, usually by the third to the fifth loan, they, they get the hang of it and then they're on their own. And then I replenish, I replenish his pipeline with three or four more LOs. And, and that's one of the reasons why I haven't gone really aggressive with recruiting and with paying for ads and, you know, doing a lot of things on social media because, you know, I, I don't, I'm afraid of getting a big flood of LOs and then we can't service them. They have a bad experience and then they end up not even giving us the opportunity to work here, you know, because you, you got to yeah. remember when we're hiring people and we're, we're interviewing they're not, we're not interviewing them. They're interviewing us. They're, they're trying to decide whether they want to work with us. So it's the other way around. So we got to make sure that we deliver the goods. We don't just talk the talk, but we back it up with the support and everything. So once I get all those things into place, then I'll slowly amp up my recruiting efforts. But right now I'm very comfortable with the, the speed and the level of how things are moving right now, it's just so that I don't overwhelm the system, the current system that I have in place. Yeah, no, that's, listen, because the next point I'm going to bring up here is you, uh, I, I spoke to you earlier and you got to give me, and you got to tell all of the listeners your stats. How many loans did you close last year and for how much? Oh, you know what? I should, I should have got you the exact number, but it, it was a billion, I, I, I want to say 28 million, like a, a slightly over a, a billion, so, 28 million. And it was 2,520 units. That, so that, with, with that being said, which is which is a, an accomplishment in itself, how in the heck do you keep track of all this? I have I have amazing uh, funders and and uh, processors in place, and uh, it's just a technology, you know. Uh, and and I'm going to give credit to UWM. Uh, Sixty to seventy percent of that is UWM, and then on, on top of that, I have a lot of. Uh, LOs that come on board that are experienced because that's really who I was going after it to begin with. And these guys, when, when the rates drop, everyone's pipeline just swelled up, you know? So I, a big credit to them and, and the job they're doing to the, with their consumers and their bars and, and helping them lower their payments and so forth. So it's, it's a group effort. I, I cannot take credit for it. Everyone in, everyone in the organization that has contributed to that, that big milestone. And the crazy part is, is, uh, about four or five years ago, I made the goal to try to close a thousand. And I think the first year we we did maybe 600, 700 loans, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next, then it was in for like two or three years that we had finally hit a thousand. But then after that, we kept hitting a, a thousand like nothing. And, and what I realized is that when you set a goal and you accomplish it, what seemed difficult at one point now becomes standard, you know, like, and, and, and it was like, wow, like a thousand seemed impossible at one time. Now it's just, uh, we hit a thousand like nothing. By, by uh, you know, by, by June, July, we're already at a thousand anyways. So, uh, it, you know, it's, it's great to see all that. And then, and then, you know, 
once you, re, you what that billion dollar was a big one of mine. I, I must admit, I was sitting there with smiles and and it, you know I had I had a really good sense of joy because I always wanted to hit that mark. And even to the point where I said, man, if, if my career my career ended now, I would I would be so happy because that that's a huge milestone, right? That's but now huge. I now I gotta now I gotta step it up, and I don't know what the next one's gonna be. Two billion, I I just don't know, you know. Yeah, but, no, keep keep grinding. So no, I love that from the recruiting side of it. I mean, you're not doing anything extremely fancy, and no offense to that, you know, you're looking for good people, and then you retain them with giving them the service and support that they need. You hire good people, you give them the support. Everything. I don't want to say everything will take care of itself, but it's a it's a good structure to have, and I, and I think it. Uh, you know, obviously, it's really successful with you. So, Pablo, we're winding down here. Okay. You've hit on a lot of, you've hit on a lot of great points. Uh, You know, it's really, really impactful for, you know, people not willing, or I shouldn't say not willing, but trying to maybe grow, but just don't know how Um, it doesn't have to be this big uh, problem. But if you had to give one piece of advice to, let's just say the community, the AIM community, which I love and near and dear to my heart so much, um, what advice would you give to a broker that's looking to grow? A broker that's trying to grow their shop? Yeah, um, you you gotta you, as a broker owner, like I mentioned before, you gotta really invest in yourself. You gotta you have to have the ability to grow and make changes. And uh, I'll I'll give you just one example so that so that the audience understands what I'm talking about. You know, for, it took me a while to let go of things to allow other people to delegate things to. And the reason for that is because I I always wanted to be in control of the experience. The customer experience. I wanted to make sure that there, there was no room for error. I didn't want to trust anybody. And right. I think a lot of loan officers can relate to that. We have a, a, a tough time letting go of responsibilities within our own files, right? And uh, so once we're able to uh, uh, give that trust to other people, then we're able to grow. So, but in order to even get there, you have to invest in yourself. You have to allow yourself to grow, to become a person that uh, that's willing to become a better version of yourself every time. And again, this is this is one of my favorite parts about the business. Forget the freedom of time. Forget the freedom of mobility. Forget the money. I mean, those are all great things, but the the ability to grow as an individual to always become a better version of yourself. Because the the more you become a better version of yourself, the more you can grow your business, and the and and you can reach any goal that you want. Because if you're not growing as an individual, me as a broker, Pablo Martinez, then how do I expect my business to grow? My, 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 my businesses only grow as much as I'm willing to grow. So one of the, one of the things that I learned and realized quickly was I got to delegate. I got to allow people to do different things and, and, and not be overly upset about mistakes and allow those mistakes to be learning opportunities and give individuals an opportunity. And yeah, things are going to happen. Things, mistakes are going to happen. But your job as a leader, as a broker, is to get them back on track, get them remotivated, and 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 get what you want out of them. That's your job. So you got to really get to that point before you can really start growing your organization. If you're shy, you're not willing to get on camera. I wasn't for me doing these podcasts. You would have asked me like two, three years ago. I'd be like, no, no, no. You know, it's not for me. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing my loans. You know. But I, I realized, you know, I had these big goals and. And I have to I have to change things within myself so that I can so that I can reach those goals. And so so again, invest heavily in yourself. Pick up some great books. 
you know, one of my favorite books, I'm going to just draw it in here because I have it in here. Bring it on. Is uh, uh, this big old Bible here. I know. But it's the Law of Success, uh, Napoleon Hill, one of my favorite books. And the reason why is because a lot of the stuff that you're going to learn out there with like Tony Robbins and all these great speakers is that that book has a foundation of everything. So I rather hear it from the horse's mouth and 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 allow myself to to really learn and and uh, begin transformation and change within myself so that I can grow. You know, I don't I I, I expect to look back at this video or, or what I was doing two or three years ago and 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 be like, wow, I did that, but. I'm also at a whole different level, you know? Right. It's all about growth. It's all about individual growth. So bottom line, you grow individually and personally, mentally with your mindset. And it's, it's going to transfer over to your organization, whatever it is you're trying to build. And the great thing is that there's so much business. I, I believe in plentitude. There's so much business out there for everyone that, that we as brokers, we can go and get it. You know, there's not, there's an abundance of business. So that would be that would be my main advice for anyone trying to trying to take their broker shop to the next level. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So, Pablo, thank you for joining us. Your mindset is is what really got me uh, during this. Uh, you know, just the way you kind of think about things a little differently to maybe get you over a hump or take you to the next level. I think a lot of our uh, a lot of our listeners can can take with them. So, Pablo, once again, thank you so much for having us, or thank you so much for being here today. I should say. Yeah, no, Mark, thank you so much for having me. It was a joy and, and I hope really, I, I've been wanting to share, you know, because I, I don't know, how, I, know you, I know you do a lot of these podcasts. I've heard some here and there, but I know that, uh, you know, having someone with experience, you know, being through everything that I've been through, it, I, you know, I want to share that if it's if it's a value to anyone, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to share more and anyone can reach out to me as well that wants to learn more or pick my mind and and, uh, and learn from, learn more from what I'm doing or what I've done. And thank you so much. No, thank you. That's what our community is about. So thank you everyone uh, for, for joining us today. So brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com uh, backslash broker to broker. Um, you can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, and anywhere else you can download podcasts. Uh, so, and then I want everyone to do me a favor, please, which is please rate our podcast and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. So thanks everyone for joining us, Pablo. Once again, thank you. You have a great 2021. Everyone continue. We'll see you on the next episode. Spread the word about the brokers are better movement by wearing our t-shirts. Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your brokers are better t-shirts and find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community. 